Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, Welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. I'm Benny. Uh, Steven's here today. And Steven. Steven and Steven. That's right. Steven and Steven. And Brad's here, as you heard. Brad makes it all happen. Without a mustache. Yeah. Without I'm going to grow it back in the fall, I promise. I'm just taking a but little But you're allowed to off. grow one, which is cool. I w- I've been told by my wife I look like a pedophile, which one, opens up a question to how she knows that. And two, what is that? Well, I, I just like it because it makes me look like... Uh, Tom Selleck? Yeah, you guys look I was gonna say super gay. hairless and white. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. You guys just both look white and hairless to me at the moment. I know. No, I'm pretty hairy. Bothering me. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like Did watching uh, Powder too. I've never, Ooh, I've never, pedophile. I've never been in a in a like a relationship where I had someone commenting on, on on like my facial hair and stuff. Is it literally like? Are you like this yeah. is cool? And they're we like, we have to go out for longer than like two weeks. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, but is there like an etiquette to it, or is it more like Brad? That looks stupid. Get rid of it. Or is it like? Brad, honey, I like it. it no. looks, I do like no it, but maybe it's time no. for a change. I don't know. I miss seeing your, your no. handsome upper lip. Uh, I, I shaved my mustache. She literally said, oh, you just look normal now. <laughs> that was it. My wife gets super weirded out when I shave. Really? She's really? like, it doesn't look like you. I'm like, no, this is what I look like. <laughs> so you don't like my face? Uh, no, oh, but really, man. if you think about it, you look... Look like whatever what, people. Well, are you used did call to. me an Australian action, like action movie star. <laughs> you do so, look like that when you were scruffy. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, the uh, mustache can get you in trouble though. I was in Australia once. I ordered a a Lafroig, and uh, bartender goes, "Oh, pedophile's mouthwash." <laughs> so, thanks. I, I hope you tip the shit out of that asshole. bartender. I recently went into a bar. Um, <laughs> And the owner, I walked in and the owner said to me, oh, Jonah, I like your mustache. So I was like, thank you. He's like, did you grow it out for Pride Week? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and like, I was with my friend and I was like, dude, I got to give it up. Like, yeah, I can't even not like, bad. not bad. You, you really well played. I like the setup with the compliment. Beautiful. Who wants yeah, yeah. You're feeling yeah. real good. I was feeling yourself. good. Yeah. <laughs> got to bring you up. Never had a mustache. This is, I should really go for this. You should try it out. It's yeah. fun. You should. Join the club, dude. Join the club. Well, uh, don't, don't have to do it in a couple months for like November or whatever that shit is. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Don't do, do it. Do for, your own schedule, man. <laughs> I'll do it after November. Fuck, Fuck after that. November. Uh, you know who doesn't have a mustache is our guest. This, well, he's kind of, he's a scruffy dude sometimes. <laughs> I've never seen him with just the mustache. 
Um, you had the you but, had the transition there. It was great. But it is. Uh, I know. I know. It's uh, Desmond <laughs> Borges. Uh, he is uh, best known for being on the show "You're the Worst," um, which is on FX. Uh, the fourth season comes out September sixth. The third season I know just got added to Hulu because I've been watching it, and uh, I got really into this show. Um, have you you guys seen You're the Worst? I've heard it's awesome. It's really good. There's it's, just too much to keep up with. So. There's a lot. It's really funny. It's really dark. Um, but I love the show. And then Vanessa, my sister, did this movie, Carrie Pilby. And Desmond is in it. And he's super funny in it. And uh, so we were at the party for... The, and I was like, I love You're the Worst. Like, I love for you to do my podcast. And then I just kept bothering him. And then <laughs> he agreed to do it because he's super nice. So that's basically the whole story. And- but... Yeah, he's a really interesting guy, great actor. Um, he deals a lot with like PTSD issues and stuff with his character on the show. Oh, wow. He's like a vet. Um, so it's definitely a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. But, he's uh, super cool. Yeah, he's a very cool guy, um, and we're psyched to have him on. So let's listen to this Going Off Track with Desmond Borges. A night of good stuff. Yeah. How do you pronounce your last name? Borges. Borges. That should be the name of my memoir. A <laughs> night of good stuff. The memoir of Desmond Borges. <laughs> do you prefer Desmond or Des or what's? Uh, you know, it kind of, it, 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 it's all good with me. You yeah. know, like I feel like when I f- first meet people for the first time, I tell them Desmond. Um, but after I get to know people or if you're in my family, you probably call me Des or Desi. Okay. Yeah. What's the origin of that name? Um, oh, funny enough. My mom was watching a movie where Robert De Niro played a priest. I think it's called We're No Angels. And, um, one of the actors was Father Desmond. But interestingly enough, the spelling of it happened because the nurse that was taking care of my mother in the hospital didn't like the way she spelt it originally. It was supposed to be D-E-Z-M-I-N. But then she didn't like it, so she changed it to D-E-S-M-I-N. And it stuck because, you know, back in the early 80s, uh, it was hard for poor people to change names on birth certificates. Right. Shit was expensive. It's yeah. still hard. It's really hard now. Still. Is it? Is yeah, it really? you're not supposed to leave the hospital. Until it's... Yeah, you can't make changes afterwards. It's very difficult. We, I mean, I have two kids and both of them, like, we literally, we couldn't, my wife and I can't fucking make decisions. <laughs> and we were literally sitting there dressed in our coats, like, with both kids being like, okay, we've fucking got to nail this down. <laughs> they won't let us walk out. Yeah, they literally they won't let us leave because it's a huge amount of red tape to go back and do it. Sure. After the fact. I mean, unless they like, you know put a number a chip you know the chip whatever the number for the chip is right. that they insert into the baby's bodies now yeah, <laughs> yeah they yeah, could just do that one, I'm surprised you one oh six nine three four yeah <laughs> but we call him one yeah makes it a lot easier yeah what uh i know on your twitter bio you say eth- ethnically ambiguous yeah what uh like what's the weirdest ones what's the weirdest stuff that you get i guess um Oh, I don't know. I, I, uh, or do you think that's like a like as an actor? Is that like is that a good thing or a bad thing or it just depends? I think it's a good thing. Yeah, because uh, you know I think it gives me the ability to be kind of 
chameleon-like. Like, you don't know when I walk in, like, is he Greek? Is he Italian? Looks kind of Jewish. Maybe he's <laughs> Hungarian. His last name is Borges. That's probably Latin of some sort. It's Argentine, but is he Puerto Rican? So, you know, it kind of gives, you know, like this... I'm usually like the wild card, I feel like. I'll walk into a room, be a whole bunch of really hot black dudes, and me. I don't know how I fit, <laughs> but like I'm the wild card, you know, and every once in a while I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good place to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I'm uh, Italian, Greek, and Puerto Rican. Okay. So that's where that that's my defining ethnic ambiguity. Got it. Yeah. And we met because uh, you're in a movie, Carrie Pilby. Yeah. With my sister Vanessa. Yeah. And uh, we met. I've seen it twice, actually. You have. Yeah. You've seen it one more time than I have. Yeah. I yeah. went to another screening, uh, kind of earlier. Oh. Um, was it? Was there? Was there differences? Uh, you know what's interesting is I thought there were, and then I talked to the producer, and she was like, "No, it's exactly the same." <laughs> oh. But I think just my memory is so bad that everything, you know. Yeah, but yeah. no, it was. Uh, it's a really good movie, and it seems like it's doing really good. Thanks. Yeah, it was a blast to film. You're we so had an funny awesome in time. It. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, it was it, it was awesome. When I found out that uh, Bell and your sister were in it, I was like, "Yo, I I want to do it. I just want to do it." Yeah. Plus Nathan Lane, who I've like adored oh, yeah. since I was a kid, man. So it's like, even though him and I didn't meet, <laughs> we didn't have many scenes together. <laughs> I'm in a movie that Nathan Lane was in, so it's like true. I'm, I'm yeah. totally cool with that. Yeah, and my friend Andy's in the movie. He plays that guy's neighbor who answers the door. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's funny. So funny. Oh, man, that mo- that that moment was funny. I, la- I LOL'd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah, I did too. Yeah. Um, And then I had watched, obviously, all the episodes of You're the Worst. I mean, how are you guys? You guys are off right now? We are. We're about to go back. I leave in like uh, two weeks to head out to start shooting season four. Gotcha. How does it like how does it feel kind of like two weeks out? Like, are you excited? Are you nervous? Is it because it must be so no, such it's a, a process. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. I've been kind of getting back into Edgar mode for the past like three months i usually start around january right after the new year where i really try to get into what i get into is my edgar mode um but we recently like as of like two days ago got our first block of scripts the first four episodes because we block shoot so we shoot four episodes at the same time based on location and uh it's some really funny shit. Yeah. I'm very excited. It's like Christmas, man. Like all of a sudden I got an email that was like first four episodes, one through four. And I was like, what the f-? Like I stopped everything that I was doing. Luckily my kid was sleeping and I just <laughs> read four episodes like that. Like, and I just devoured them. I'm so it's, it's going to, it's going to be fun, man. I'm excited to get back. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the one thing I remember, I got really into the show and I was reading about it, and there was so much stuff about the way your character especially handled, handled PTSD mm. and how maybe that isn't something that's represented a lot. And I I read an interview with you where you said kind of like one of the things uh, we do in the show is give a voice to the voiceless. Yeah. I mean, can you talk a little bit about what what that was like for you? I know you like met with some vets. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was that kind of process like? Well, you know, I mean, I kind of feel like I'm always kind of giving voice to the voiceless because I have been and I think I still am the voiceless in in, in some ways in, in, in the way I grew up in Chicago and then Houston and then a transplant to Minneapolis and New York LA for a bit um, it's, it's, it's kind of I, I, I always feel like I'm kind of like the odd man out even though 
people seem to hear me and like listen to me. I don't know if they're just really ever take me seriously as a person, you know. I mean, and and it go like it goes much more deeper than that. Well, I mean, specifically what we're talking about, like when it pertains to Edgar, is like not the fact is he only a brown person living in California, even though that's not what defines him. He's also like this really broken, misshapen guy who's fucked up from seeing all horrible types of trauma while, you know, he was fighting overseas and he comes back home and he just kind of find a wants to find a place to fit in and he can't really get a job and he's he just feels like no one ever listens to him. And on the show, really no one ever listens to him until Dorothy. She was the first one right. that actually listened to him. So I just always kind of feel like it's my job to give voice to the voiceless, um, not only with like within my own life, but also, you know, kind of through Edgar. Although I think all of us on the show are kind of giving voice to the voiceless. There aren't a lot of these characters that are on television consistently and together. Right. So it's kind of... And there's such so few amount of characters that I feel like you really get into kind of the psychology of all of them. Yeah. Um, what... Has there been a good reaction to that? Because that's sort of the PTSD stuff. Because I imagine that's something so many people struggle with and don't see represented in pop culture. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's overwhelmingly positive. People feel like, A, if we're not, you know, talking directly to them about an experience or, you know, part of their story, they feel like we're actually representing just a very untold portion of that story. Because no matter, you know, what ailment physically or psychologically that you're dealing with everyone has a different story based on what that ailment is and not everyone with combat ptsd is like a dude who's gonna walk into best buy and just start beating the shit out of everyone you know even though that's what's like normally depicted and stuff you know so we've got people who are a little bit you know more soft-spoken or laid back or just feel like there's they see a bit of them and the way edgar's like kind of you know, struggled, gone, gone on the roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry, I don't mean to like monopolize. Uh, no, no. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm I feel talking like too that much. Also, too. gives sort of like it shines a light on the people around those people. Yeah, as well, like the people who have to family, friends who right, their spouses, their loved it. ones. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like specifically with this past year with episode five, there were a lot of people reaching out to me via social media who were who were saying, you know, that exact same thing that, you know, I'm the wife or the husband of someone who's dealing with it. And I've never seen it so truthfully portrayed before that watching him or her while they were watching it, I was actually in a more emotional state watching them watch you kind of a thing which is like a weird like i had never really dealt with it until i, was, right, I saw like, you portraying doing that. it and then watching my spouse the person who's dealing with it or loved one watching how they react to what's actually going on right i mean that's like that's like a bit inside into them that no one ever really lets you know about you know because you i mean I, I i i can only imagine with some points of it if it triggers something within you like that reaction just must be completely instinctual you know you probably go into like some zone where it's like i don't know maybe you feel a little claustrophobic or within a bubble or like maybe no one can touch you like there's a force field around you you know you get like that sort of thing and then you just kind of hone in 
Yeah. I don't know. I was doing a lot of movements with my yeah, hands really, for those. Yeah. <laughs> Who can't see I wish I, I wish people could see. Well, that's a record really... show that there was a lot of gesticulations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I also think that it's kind of depiction your care Edgar has on sort of pharmaceuticals and sort of all that stuff. And, and I think that's also something you just don't hear about. Because I feel like every time I've been on pharmaceuticals, I have more anxiety about the side effects than I do the actual anxiety I had in the first place. And it's like, I feel like you don't hear about that as much. I have a question for you. Sure. On these said pharmaceuticals that you've been on, have you ever experienced any of the side effects? Like, absolutely. Hardcore, long term? Uh, Short term? Short term enough to to stop. Huh. Huh. Yeah, for sure. All right. (laughs) I've never asked anyone that question before. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but I, but I think you get you guys really represented it it really well because I mm. feel like because uh, yeah because at one point Edgar just doesn't want to do it anymore because you know and I feel like that's a very common thing that you know your doctor isn't maybe going to tell you about and huh. so many people deal with these issues. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the, and that's like the most unpredictable part, right? Like you never know what it's going to affect, even though they say it might affect A, B, C, or D. Right, right. And then all of a sudden, it, like, it affects mystery F. Yeah. You know, like, off to the side, and you're like, what the fuck it's is so, going on? Yeah. It's and so, you're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is so crazy how, like, yeah, it's like, well, take this, and, like, this doesn't work, like, try this, or, like, try, like, a little more of this one. Like, it seems like such an unproven thing in so many ways. But I guess everyone's different, so it's hard yeah. to... I mean, the good thing is that they're coming up with alternative methods you know that it's not just prescription pills anymore you know? yeah they've been doing a lot of the um uh, uh moving moving with my hands i'm moving with my hands <laughs> you can't see it um no the the goggles the samsung thing the virtual reality yes oh really um yeah i was reading something about that in the new york times in this past year that they've really started and then we talked about it in the episode actually where they've started doing this virtual reality thing that takes you through simulated tour situations really to kind of go through it and then to resolve to bring you back there and then i think it flips and tries to calm you i don't know all i can imagine is that scene in like you, you know clockwork orange yeah. you know? but i know it's yeah. not i know i hope it's not now where they've got his eyeballs pinned back you know i mean but they actually are, are like doing electroshock therapy again really which is like seems like it's this archaic scary thing but it's actually proven that it works to be effective in some instances for different things. And it only makes sense because your brain and your nervous system are, you know, run on electricity, basically. But um, they're, they're starting to see results, like positive results. Right. In certain instances. But I mean, saying that your brain is electricity is like saying like, I'll well, fix this computer by well, yeah. using these jump starter cables on it. Totally. <laughs> totally. And it's not as brutal as it's depicted, you know, historically. No, I'm sure but. it's not. But God, it was brutal. Yeah. Really crazy. So what, I mean, what's, what's an example? Um, an example for, for some things is like, um, I think a lot of uh, people with epilepsy. Um, oh, they're, okay. they're doing it and things like okay. that. Right, right, right. Um, but also just like rewiring people's neurons. Right. Okay. I've heard of like low dose stuff. Also light therapies. They're doing right. a lot huh. too. And psychedelics. The last time I saw... Psychedelics. The last time I saw my... Uh, which is the one that... Psych, psychiatrist? Psychiatrist. He was like, he was like listen, uh, you can get this light lamp. 
It might help. <laughs> otherwise, no ke- way. <laughs> d- otherwise, ketamine is probably going to be legal in like two years. What? And if you come back, I'll give you a prescription for ketamine. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And he's like, cool. See ya. <laughs> so you bought the light lamp, and you just I didn't buy it in two years. <laughs> I didn't buy the light lamp. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm still interested in the in the ketamine situation. Is it a lava D lamp? Light. I just want to make sure because like. <laughs> You know, I mean, there was a lot of lava lamps when I was in college. So yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. He was like staring at the lava lamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It's soothing. Watch the ball flow. Yeah, and then, it can work, man. It can work. Rescind. How did you? Did you move here from Chicago? Or I, I did. Okay. How did? What was? Was that like a career move, or just you wanted to live in New York? Or no, I. You know, I always kind of knew that I would end up in New York. Uh, even when I was like a little kid, I told my mom one day. She told me this after I moved to Brooklyn that I told her I was going to move to Brooklyn one day and I was like five years old. I didn't – I don't remember that by any means. So looks like it's been on my mind for quite a while. Um, but yeah, I was doing this play in Chicago called The Elaborate Entrance of Chad Deity, which was like this hip-hop satire about this underdog Puerto Rican wrestler from the Bronx who was working in like a WWE-style wrestling entertainment business. And he was always the bad guy under the mask dealing with – racism and corruption and stereotyping and trying to tell one perfect goddamn story so that was really cool and awesome and it moved to new york and um i moved along with it like i just felt like that was the right opportunity then i had been looking for the right opportunity and then there it was in front of me and i really want to talk about the fact you're on one of my favorite shows law and order svu oh yeah Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. which seems like a real rite of passage for actors here it was it actually wasn't my first television gig though really my the the first time i was on the good wife was my first one and then shortly after i got my law and order svu so i was a little a little out of sync were you like a a good guy or like a rapist on good wife on law and order svu on law and order svu those would be my only two guesses to have you be cast there. rapist in both yeah yeah no, so you were probably um, a rapist yeah i was suspected of being a child molester i was a science <laughs> teacher and one of the girls in my class got pregnant um, and it happened to be by another student and not me. So I was, I was freed of You're all cleared. charges. I was cleared. <laughs> watching it with, watching that show with me is so annoying because <laughs> they always have someone who like, you, th- it's like way too obvious who like, they're like, Oh, it's definitely this guy. And I will be watching them. Like, I was like, it's not that guy. And everyone's like, yeah, dude, we know every episode is like this, <laughs> but I'm like, don't fall for this. And again, like, yeah, no one fall. Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, why do you, do you, are you you're probably in Los Angeles a lot though for the show and stuff? I mean, do you like it out? Th- I was just out there last week and I, I feel like so many friends from here have moved out there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so many. Uh, it's funny. I feel like a lot of my friends who moved out there are now moving back. Really? I have a real like love hate relationship with Los Angeles. Y- you know, like I don't really love Los Angeles. I love that the food scene is like growing exponentially there, yeah. which is which is right up my alley, but you know, like I, it's growing it, in Nashville too, though, man. Uh, that's so what it's just you know. Nashville. Some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. <laughs> let's just let's not give LA too much credit. No, no, no. <laughs> I still think Chicago has the best, most well-rounded, um, eccentric food scene. Really, in the United States right now, because eccentric. Can... What is an eccentric? <laughs> oh, like more than Brooklyn, though. <laughs> like more than Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah. Like what? What's like? What kind of stuff are you into? 
I mean, I, I what kind I, of eccentric food are you into? I'll 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 try anything once. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, why not? Unless if it's got penicillin in it, then I'm, <laughs> I'll but try it. What is eccentric? Like mixed, like mixed ethnicities or something? I mean that, or you know, you get like really clever chefs who have. Uh, worked classically in France or Italy and then also have been on Top Chef and then like kind of honed their skills in on my favorite biscuit place in the world, Bang Bang Pie Shop. You don't, you, 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 you don't think, but what the eccentric part is, at first it just used to be delicious fluffy biscuits with homemade like chive butter and jam every day and they also made pies. But then they started really expanding the menu and now you can get different variations on breakfast egg dishes or, uh, you know, savory Sounds morning good. dishes mm. with the biscuits. And that's where, you know, you kind of bring something in where, I, uh, you know, I mean, you're just kind of using truffles where you normally wouldn't use truffles on with biscuits or around biscuits. I mean, I don't know. I've never Do really. Do tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like this idea. So, yeah, I'm telling you, if you're in Chicago, you go to Bang Bang Pie and Biscuits I'm, in uh, Logan Square. Have you had Moody Tongue? Brewery? Have you been to Moody Tongue Brewery? No, what is that? So it's a random... <laughs> is that in Chi-Town? It's <laughs> word up. No, I've never been there, but it's my wife's friend, and he brewed a beer with, with truffles. He did? Yeah, really? but he has a tasting room, and I think that all they serve with the beers is like seven-layer chocolate cake What? and oysters. That's what? all he has. With the beers, so they it's make like some makes insane, you, like. Uh, but does it taste like? Truffle? I think he worked at like Per Se or something. Oh, this so well. he comes from like a f- crazy foodie scene. Yeah, and like was like I think he w- was a brewer at Goose Island and stuff. And he like, well before that got brewery. before that got bought before out. Got bought, yeah. Goose Island was the spot, man. Right, because I mean, InBev bought Goose Island. Right. Yeah. Boo. What was a? Isn't there a beer, real big beer in Chicago that's just like an area code? Oh, 312. 312. Yeah, that's yeah. a Goose Island, that's a Goose Island. variation. Okay, I think it's their it. wheat ale or, gotcha. I don't know, their Hefeweizen <laughs> version or something. No, I think it's their wheat ale. My band used to play a lot the Fireside Bowl and the Empty Bottle oh. when it was they're still doing shows there. I like the Fireside Bowl. Yeah. yeah and the Empty hey, Bottle, dude. I've been to quite a few. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I went I've to college. I've been to Fireside shows, okay? Yeah. Have you? <laughs> yeah. yeah when they don't when, do shows anymore. When Jenna was a babe. <laughs> yeah. Um. I've noticed also uh, you're pretty politically active on Twitter. Uh, this is like, a, I mean, like, I don't know when exactly it's going to come out, but this seems like a pretty crazy time. Yeah. Were you always this way or do you feel like this kind of administration, it's kind of like forced you to kind of to having this outlet to sort of like. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I guess I've also, I've also already fucking this up. Uh, let's talk about something serious. <laughs> Fuck it on up. <laughs> Um, no, I've always been personally in my life mm, opinionated and, um, outspoken about things that I think are harmful or great or, you know, whatever the, whatever the case may be. And, and, and I like, I like to discuss, I feel like that's how we learn, we expand, you know, like my view, like if you look just at my Twitter feed, you would think that I'm like a hardcore liberal Democrat when, I don't know, like if Trump was running as a Democrat, I would have voted Republican. Right. 
or independent based on who that person was. You know, like I'm not married to a party, but I'm married to people. I'm married to the well-being of people. Like I grew up very fucking poor, you know, and I've like luckily gotten to the place where I am where, you know, based on the job and the career that I've chosen, I'm able to pay to put a roof over my head for my wife and my child. And we're not necessarily living paycheck to paycheck right now. Four years ago, I was still living paycheck to paycheck as an answer, as an actor, but right now I'm not. And so for all of those people who like have been that, who, who have been down the earlier path I was on or, you know, the path that e- 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 even later, like I feel like it's my job to help like spark conversation within them and for the people who are feeling like we felt at different stages in our life. You know, again, it's part of giving voice to the voiceless. And I, I don't think you have to be like a certain poverty level or ethnic division to feel voiceless what's your i mean i'm sure you get because i get too i mean all of us i'm sure like you get a lot of like people trolling you or people yeah. being upset what's your kind of game plan do you ignore it do you try to engage with those types of people because that becomes kind of such a big thing too it's morphed you know like i used to i if i felt like the person was legitimately interested in starting a conversation and learning and expressing different facts about values and opinions and like actually listening to me and then responding to what I said. And then I could do the same thing, you know, like an actual real conversation, then I would engage in it, uh, at, at the beginning. But I, I, I found those that weren't that, you know, were immediately call name calling or just, I don't know. You can like tell like the, the, the troll esque sort of tweet. And I would just kind of, you know, brush it off. I don't think it's, I'm not trying to get, I ain't got time for that. Right. Right. I ain't got yeah. time for that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't ever understand people who get on someone's feed and write something negative. Right. Like when I used to be on Facebook, because after this election, I've completely gotten off Facebook. I just couldn't stand that fucking algorithm algorithm right. anymore. I couldn't read more of this same shit over and over again. Not to mention everybody has Facebook, you know? So like I had family members and a motherfuckers i went to high school with that i can't stand like throwing shit at me and like coming at all different directions it sounds like a great porno but it's not it's called (laughs) facebook and like so i just i got off i just deleted the account and i'm only on twitter and instagram and i feel like the people there you know that they they have the mindset that i have if i don't like something that someone's posting i keep on going through the feed until I see something else. And if they continue to post stuff that I don't like or that I find offensive, like I just stop unfollowing. I just, I just unfollow them, you know, like I don't take time out of my day to write something nasty or to kind of like spark an argument with anybody. I'm just really trying to share information and let everyone know that they do have an opportunity to be heard and, and listened to, you know, I, I, I did the same thing during the election. I got off Facebook for like three or four months. I came crawling back. But yeah, I was seeing so many stuff where like people fighting with like family members. And it was like really like bumming me out to the point where it was like, I was like, I can't look at this anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the, like the, the sweet guy in me, like I really wanted to think like after that happened, of course I was, I was devastated. Like I couldn't believe that a has-been reality television star is the president of the United States. So, like, that, like, set in first. But then I started thinking, all right, well, you know, like, 
Maybe the shit he ran on, the rhetoric that he was spewing, the hatred that he started to ignite all over the place, whether you wanted to be involved in it or not. Like you could hear it on the streets. No, everyone was talking about it. You know, right. everyone was talking to someone about it. They weren't talking with someone about it. And and like witnessing that, it was just kind of like, man, I just hope that that was some bullshit and he's going to go in there and he's actually going to be a man. And like take care of <laughs> take care of some business and stop blaming That's other people, we, right, right, right. you know? Because like you, you because you know, it would be the right thing. It would be the human thing to do and the logical thing to do. Nobody ever had a clue that could actually get darker and worse. I I just I I don't like, I don't I don't get it. Like you, <laughs> I, I went I went to I went to the theater school at DePaul University. When we got there, we were eighteen years old. There was two there was two cuts before you graduated. One at the end of the first year where they went from fifty to thirty six, and one after the end of the second year when we went from thirty six to about twenty to twenty two kids. And you knew when you signed up that there was a possibility that you could get cut if they didn't see that you were progressing at the level that they thought you could progress to grow to your highest potential right sure like did this guy not fucking know what it meant to be the president of the united (laughs) states come on dude like i'd study something read a no read a book he didn't think he was gonna make it talk to get get someone who's intelligent around you to uh, yeah I, I, i not saying that people around him aren't intelligent i don't know them personally but the moves that they make make it seem like none of them know what they're doing it's or they don't want to know what they're doing they don't want to learn they don't want to learn and they're just okay with like causing havoc i think at this point they just want to see how much they can fuck up before they get impeached (laughs) i mean i was trying to be real optimistic about it i was like this guy used to be a democrat like he's probably like had a million abortions like this, he's not he's not going to care about any of this personally stuff. He's and not. then <laughs> and then as soon as the cabinet picks started coming out i was like oh man yeah this is not going to be good and then i was like all right i'm just gonna it's yeah. um i i've i've gotten to the point now where i and i've just said this to somebody today who was like who was who, somebody who actually is on medication as a result of the election friend of oh. mine I have a friend sure. who couldn't who lost their sobriety because of the election. Yeah, they well, just I've, can't. Not that wow. I was sober. I've definitely drank a lot. I've drank a lot more with MSNBC on in my house than before. <laughs> but um, I was saying, like, listen, you know what? You're taking this way too seriously. You need to celebrate the fact that you are living in the greatest art performance piece. In the, in, in the history of humanity <laughs> and it's like even if it's not intended to be that it is it's fucking it's gonna be wild art. it's gonna be wild in 50 years it to is look performance back at this. art and you are living in it and you unless just, a whole bunch of us die yeah. in the meantime yeah. well, then, that's then it'll a really, be, then it'll really art. be a huge I mean, the ultimate performance art yeah I, <laughs> david blaine will be like Fuck, I missed it. <laughs> well, I was talking to someone today and they were like, dude, he's definitely going to get impeached. And I was like, I was like, I know, but Pence is bad too. And he was like, no, Pence, Pence is isn't going to get us all blown up. Though. Right. Yeah. That's But the thing true. is, I don't even think he's going to get impeached now. You know, I know they're, I know they've got the ex FBI director. Now he's going to be leading the Russia probe investigation. Right. And that's cool. Everyone on both sides of the aisle, which I hate that there's only two sides of a fucking aisle because <laughs> It's it's just stupid. There's not just two types of 
people in the world. You totally. know, it makes no sense to me. But I'm glad that both sides are like, yes, we all strongly agree that this is a guy that will lead an independent investigation. But I just still think there's too many Republicans that are like, nah, want my tax cut before I impeach this dude. Yeah. 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 Like, I got to make sure I'm going to get mine, that my oil companies are working, that I'm able to spill into rivers and sewers or rivers and sewers. Yeah, spill into you know, rivers, make them sewers, you know, yeah. just kind of let me do my thing. Let me make my money because then after all this goes down, I'm probably not going to have a job anymore. Right. No, that's a good point. No. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to change things up a little bit. Thank yeah, let's you. get positive. I want to talk. Um, <laughs> we'll do some is, stretches. This is <laughs> not, as con- not as controversial, but, you know, me and Vanessa are from Cleveland. Yeah. I know you're a big Cubs fan. I am. Uh, <laughs> game seven. Oh, what was that like for you? Where were you? <laughs> I was home. Okay. You were in New York? Uh, yes. Okay. And Watching uh, on TV? Watching on TV. a party or just you solo? No, 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 no. We were, what, what, what was this? This is October, November? What day? What was game seven? What month? Uh, it seems to be later. November? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm Mr. so October, bad at time. I, either way. My son was only like three or four months old. Okay. So he was not sleeping through the whole night at this point. So while the games were on, I would just take the late night shift. Right. Because I wanted to be able to watch all of them. And this has turned into kind of like a thing. Like I stay up later now so that if he does wake up again around the 12-ish, 1 o'clock in the morning mark – I'll take care of him, let my wife keep sleeping. And then, you know, when morning comes again, she jumps up first with him and it's turned out to be great. But so game seven, right? Have, all of a sudden he wakes up. It's like the eighth inning and I bring him downstairs and I'm feeding him and we're like watching the game together. He doesn't know what he's watching. And this is the first time he's seen a television on, but it is about to be like the greatest thing that's happened to a Chicago Cubs fan in 108 years. And so then he's like, in and out, falling asleep, kind of waking up, and the whole time, like even through the rain delay, I'm just wa- pacing through the living room. <laughs> I forgot about that uh, rain delay. Just, yeah, ju- yeah. Ju- see, just see. you know, again, I'm moving my arms like I'm cradling a newborn baby and rocking him to sleep, and you know, singing to him. And then the Cubs won the World Series, and I had my 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 little guy in my arms, you know, for the very. It was it was That's it was amazing. it was a pretty amazing moment. I can't wait to like. Actually, talk to him about it when he. Uh, I mean, he's already yeah. seen it. That's pretty amazing. He's seen, it. he's seen it. I feel like Benny, who's not here, had a similar experience. Yeah, with his baby. I feel like he talked about that. Well, my daughter. I have a very similar experience. My daughter was six weeks old when the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots oh. in two thousand five. Six. It was the beginning eight. of two thousand eight. Right. Yeah, yeah. Was five like, was, was Carolina, and that was amazing. And it was the same deal because you know she was like uh, you know awake asleep. And was that the Plaxico Burris catch? No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, was it in the end zone? Plaxico Burris? No, it was no, the no, no, uh, David Tyree. The, oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. The catch. <laughs> but it was so immense. I mean, it was so brilliant because they were fucking undefeated. They're the fucking yeah. Patriots who I fucking hate. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> From Massachusetts. But, uh, yeah, and it was the same deal. Like, she was, I, was, I held her through the whole game. And she used to do this stretch that looked like a touchdown. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah the touchdown, the, the, the touchdown pose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he made that quite a bit while I was changing him, trying not to get peed on. 
<laughs> Did you? I know your character on on You're the Worst um, kind of gets involved in like uh, improv comedy. Yeah, is that something you've done at um, all? I have, I, I I have, and I haven't. I've never done it, you know, like professionally, um, but I have played around with it uh, quite a bit. I've got a bunch of friends who are in the improv comedy world, especially coming from Chicago. And uh, my whole first year of acting um, at DePaul, it we didn't even get to text. It was all about telling a story, an improvised story about who you are, what you are, what you want, and how you're going to get it through physical through physicality and then and then we and then we started adding in like actual improv and then started adding scripting work and so i kind of start all all that and that kind of stuck with me so within my process like i start improvising even when i first get the script to like really try to find the meat and bones of it and then strip it down and hopefully just say the words that that steven and our dope ass writers wrote out I mean, how do you, and this is my question for all actors I don't get because I'm just not good at it. How do you memorize all that stuff? I, I just know how to do that. Do you have like a technique or just, you just, it just No, no, I do. I do. I mean, um, I, I've, I've gotten to the point. So, you know, I read it. I, I, you know, whatever the project is, I read the project in full a full time, a few times before I ever start working on the actual scenes that I'm in. Um, and then I start to break the scenes down and figure out kind of like what his arc is over these four episodes and then individually within each episode. And then I go through the scenes and I, you know, try to figure out different ways to do them. And this is all sober. And then I do a couple rounds where I'm completely fucked up and I do the same thing to see if I see it differently um and see if, if i can make something funnier or just i can kind of think outside of the box a little bit more Wait, wh- when do you do this when do, well i i haven't i haven't done this now that i've been a dad right so now i have to figure out when i do this it would have to be at night but it, it it's it's within while i'm i don't know getting prepared for the show stay home oh. drink bunch of beers and and run through it again yeah and just feel and and just feel out and and get just these are my ideas of what the scenes could be like, the tempos the scenes could be at. Right. That could, because sometimes, you know, you think you have a really good grasp for what's on the page and then you get there and uh, Stephen, who's our creator and showrunner and whoever's directing at that time, have a completely different idea for what you thought was going on. And I've gotten to know that over, you know, the... Um, the last few years of working with him. And so I really try to think about what all the possibilities could be so that I have, you know... A street I'm 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 that already hasn't been like somewhat thought about and navigated through so right. that you know we can keep going and, and keep pushing through it and that's how you find new th- that's how I feel like I find new things when I already kind of know the base um, and then I just start memorizing <laughs> and this is weird because it's kind of like Japanese theater style like I know everyone else's lines. I don't have them memorized all the way, but I know them really well because I act out everybody else's part and then leave a space in between for when my lines are happening. So I'm basically talking to myself all the fucking time. And it sucks because I don't like hearing my own voice that much. Um, But at the same time, it gives me the opportunity to do it at different levels and different speeds so that whenever... And with Aya, Kether, Chris, or, you know, Colette from last year or anybody else on the show, like whatever they bring to it, like, like, all right, like, let's do it. Cause I know they're going to bring 
something totally different than what I've imagined, but you know, it's kind of like, it's interesting. I've heard it through a different few different sort of rounds and mouths by then. Do you, I know like on SNL sometimes it's Vanessa, like people will try to make each other laugh. Yeah. It's live TV. It's different. I mean, do you guys fuck with each other during the tapings or is that unprofessional or is it like, I don't you know, know anything it, about that world. No, I, it, I mean, it depends on what it is. I mean, we definitely have a good time. If something's funny, I mean, we, you, we, we don't, we don't like stop. We just keep going, you know, yeah. like just keep, you know, you keep playing the scene. Who knows? Maybe you just found gold that they didn't think of, you know, in the room. And every once in a while that stays in. And to the audience, you don't know any better. You think that was already written. But, um, yeah, I would say this last year we've started doing things where we would, you know, make each other laugh uh, a little more. Like I've definitely like stood bes- beside the camera when Chris was talking to me and like, you just made a really like, Thing like I'm blowing a whole bunch of dicks or something like that just to just to mess with him. I mean, the threat of that can really raise the energy level, right? I mean, that's the point. Right? I mean, Chris Chris thoroughly enjoys when I look like I'm blowing many penises. Uh, so, have you ever like have you ever worked on a project like? gotten a script you thought it was amazing the writing was amazing mm-hmm. worked on the project and then the final product is like a total bummer and on the flip side done something that kind of seems like it sucks and then the final product is amazing hmm. Hmm. thoughtful question steven yeah i have to kind of experience i have to kind of i have to kind of go back through my rolodex of <laughs> of of things that i've done i would have to say most of the time um, I would say 99.9% of the time, if it's really good on the page, the outcome has never sucked. And I mm. think that's really a testament, not only to the people who wrote it, but then the people who are helping us craft it and shape it. Yeah. You know, I know sometimes with projects, there's so many hands can be kind of yeah in there needing that dough that Too many. someone can fuck it up in the end, whether it's, yeah, who you knows, don't, a bad director. You don't need, you don't need six chefs to make a gumbo. You know, right. so, uh, two um, yeah. is what I hear. I don't know. I don't make gumbo, but I would like to make gumbo. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, there has been stuff and I don't necessarily like want to single it out um, by name, but there has been stuff that I was like, hmm, all right, like this is a job or I need some money or got to do this if I want to have my health insurance next year. And I just kind of. <laughs> Go along. Gotta and, get that sag after. Yeah. I gotta get on that producer's one health plan, yo. <laughs> um, but, um, and, and then it's turned out to either be like a remarkably good time on set with the people that I was working with. So it didn't really matter what the fucking finished project would be because you actually got to have like a really good time working with people that you didn't know before and you've crafted other, you know, friendships and, you know, lifelong sort of like. Um, collaborative partnerships that you know you work together again, which is invaluable. You mm-hmm. know, uh, did I use that word correctly? Yes, yes, perfect. <laughs> yes, I'm killing it today. Um, I like to pat myself on the back half, you know, halfway <laughs> d- during a podcast interview. Um, and then, and then there has been times where you know the experience may have not been so good, and then the product was like, oh. You know, I like that or it's more so about like did with a project like that, uh, did I get to do something that I normally don't get to do? Did I get to wear a hat differently? And then did I think I was effective at like 
working with the partners that I had in the scene and was telling the story believably right. and truthfully. Right. And then if that happens, then I do feel like that's a win, even if, you know, the writing in the beginning seemed like, oh, fuck this. Right. So, that's cool. Yeah. I had, yeah. A, I had a question. Uh, we have a lot of musicians on this podcast. Mm. Um, do you play an instrument? <laughs> do you play an instrument? And what's uh, your, you're a hip hop fan. I, I, I we do. don't really know each other very well, but I've like, kind of no. like looked through your timeline Ooh. and I deduce that maybe you like hip hop. I do like hip hop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. I've done a great job of stalking you. Yes. <laughs> um, who are some of your kind of like big, who are some of your kind of favorite artists? Who are some of the, the people that you kind of come back to? Okay. A, um, I don't really play an instrument. I've learned to play the guitar for a job before and then through those lessons kept them up for a little while. And then, no, no, I can't do it. I actually haven't played the guitar in like six years now. So, but I do know, you know, like some chords I can play. I could, I could strum a few chords for you. Um, (laughs) I had to learn to tap dance. Uh, wow. For a job that I I never tapped before in my life, like I've danced, you know, right. like uh, hip hop dancing. Um, <laughs> no, no, tap dancing seems like a blast. Uh, I've never tried it, but it seems like it's really it seems really fun. It's amazing, you know. I mean, you're basically the beat. Yeah, you know? exactly. like I even I even remember like um, so. All right, I was at the Children's Theater Company in Minneapolis, and we were doing Disney's Aladdin for the. Christmas show and so that means it's not only the longest show that they do but it also has the, the most individual runs right and so during the big break of you never had a friend like me they do a big fucking thing where the genie teaches Aladdin how to tap with 20 other little identical fucking genies <laughs> that come out of the course and I was selected to be one of them genies and so like I mean I remember and like at the Children's Theater Company they cast age appropriately like Minneapolis is so cool about this every school every family has season tickets to go see the Children's Theater Company and those shows are always sold out because they want their kids to have the experience and the culture well the actual cast kids in high school and of various ages in middle school to actually play the roles of younger people that would be it. So I'm like getting tapped around by like 12 to 17 year olds that have been dancing forever. And like, I'm (laughs) having to learn so quickly from them and they're so fucking good. And so like we start doing the thing and it was like, and I've never made any of those sounds with my feet before. And so, but like, that's, was kind of the thing. And so like, I, like, I knew that beat so well that like, I still remember almost all of it today. And I don't really know how to like actually tap, but I could do that for you. I should point out that Des is wearing tap shoes right now. (laughs) It's kind of weird. (laughs) Um... All right, can we, get a, can we get a mic on the floor? Let's get it now, right? Uh, I've had to do that before. Yeah, really? For real. Wow. Yeah. Put a mic on the floor? Put a mic on the floor and someone put tap, tap shoes on. Wow. So my, my co-worker was a professional ballet dancer who also knows how to tap. And he threw on his old tap shoes and made it happen. Whoa. Laid down the beat. 
Nice. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I always like the flamenco boot dancing. Oh, too. yeah. They're great. Like, yeah, that that's must crazy. Be, that must be fun as hell. I feel like they got to have some, like, good insoles in those shoes because they have really hard <laughs> heels, you yeah, know? Yeah. And uh, you got to give them bruised heels every once in a while. I mean, they're they're <laughs> they're jamming that floor, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Athletics. The, the other part of that question was, was uh, favorite. Oh, fa- yeah. Favorite. Who are some of your, like, who, like what's the last show you saw? Oh go- man! Well, I, it's been a while since yeah. I like actually. Well, you have a kid now, so, so I imagine actually that seen the show. makes it harder. Yeah, yeah. That's um, o- and by the way, that's over. You know, shows it's all done. You're done. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I, <laughs> the only movies I saw were you know the the screeners that were sent to me this past year. <laughs> um, um, so um, you, you know, I don't know. I like do you like- the last the, the last time like I saw someone do anything live. <sighs> And I don't know why this is the case, but it was. But I was very happy that I saw it. I saw Q-Tip spinning in New York City probably like a year and a half ago. And it was at this club and my friend was going and I don't normally go to clubs and Q-Tip was going on at around one in the morning and we just danced to Q-Tip spinning a bunch of old school tribe stuff and like new stuff that he was working on till like four in the morning. And, you know, like tribe is up there like uh, they uh, of, of of a group that like spoke to me i mean tribe was up there like i'm a big like late 80s ni- early 90s like sort of hip-hop fan is uh, if, if you can call it that i mean that's kind of my heyday of like really understanding my my musical self right you know? right um but i remiss to be like you know, like I think Kendrick Lamar is doing things that no one's done. What do you think about Run the Jewels? I like Run the Jewels. Yeah. Yeah. I Talib Kweli is still like one of my favorite like lyricists. I think that dude can just write. For and sure. he can yeah. spit. Um, you know, I, I, do you, I don't do know. You, you go you, go along. No, go ahead. Do you listen to any like rock music at all? Do you need guitars? Stuff? I kind of, yeah. I kind of feel, I've, 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 I feel like that's one of I feel like I listen to a lot of shit. I'm yeah. pretty eclectic in that category. I don't I wouldn't say it's like food. If I've if I've never heard it before, I'm not going to not experience it. Right, right. You know, cuz music music invades you in different ways that nothing else really can. Do you feel like that gets harder as you get older to sort of be open to new things? Cuz I feel like that I mean, I think there's like a neurological reason for that, but I also think like as an adult, you get so caught in your own habits sometimes. Yeah. Well, right now I'm, you know, I mean, I'm listening to so much. If you're happy, if you know it, clap your hands. (laughs) Uh, You got Elmo singing that in the background. You know, you got Grover (laughs) spinning it. (laughs) It's some catchy shit, man. I mean, you know, it feels like I'm listening to the roots, really. Um, (laughs) No. yeah, I, I mean, I you know, luckily my my wife is very is very into music um, uh, and very into photography, which are like and going to see music, which are like things that I didn't necessarily do as often as she did in her life. So while we started seeing each other, and now that we've been married, I feel like my eye is opened um, to more visual aesthetics of art that is I she had a photographer really... is it no she's actually a psychologist but um she went to uh, school for design for a little while oh, so okay. like that's that's definitely that's definitely in there she's got an amazing eye um nice. and she takes amazing photos so between that and like her love for like different types of music i feel like i'm kind of open oh, open to hearing new things but like i said we're not really 
and the place to be able to discover a lot right now. Because me and Stephen are actually in a band, so I could kind of give you our demo. Oh yeah, let's do that. Come on, <laughs> yeah. pass it on over, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. Email, uh, you can just email the files to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love how we can do that now. Yeah, it's great, right? Because I don't own a CD player and or a tape deck. Although yeah. I just want I, I I want a tape deck. I want one of the like those weird like. Hey, I want a like a radio. Uh, wait, what, 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 what's the, what's the record player, but what's it, what's the technical term for it where it has like oh, the, the phonograph, the phonograph. Yeah. Yeah. I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. A, a, I want one of those and B, I want like a legit, legit Walkman. Like, I just want to bring that back and yeah. like listen to a couple of tapes on it. I w- relatively recently had a Discman Ooh. on the subway because I got <laughs> skip a lot. I hope you had the sports one with the skip protection. Dude. <laughs> it had, I had like 30 second skip protection. Sweet. But I had gotten like, I'm a music journalist. That's my job. So I had gotten this. Someone had sent me a physical CD that was like watermarked. And they were like, we're not sending digital. We're only sending CDs. And I pulled this Discman hat on the train and. This girl looked at me like I had pulled out like your dick. Dude, she was gave me the most judgmental look, and I was like, I was gonna be, like, oh, I should explain to her that I'm a writer, and then I was like, I don't have to fucking explain this to you. Like, mind your own business. Like I'm, you know. But it was it was so strange to even see it. Yeah, you never see him. No. But why would you? Remember how small they got? I mean, the last one yeah. that I had was like was just a little bigger when, than like a when, CD. When our show case. got yeah, when totally. our show got canceled on Fuse, I stole a Discman from Fuse. <laughs> I was like, I'm just taking stuff. Good for you. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. they got the motors in there. They were so the, tiny. And it, this thing never skipped. Like I, you could shake it; right, it wouldn't right. skip. Oh. Like, yeah, they, they had used really to put like a huge that buffer. Out. They put memory in them to yeah. buffer it. Yeah, yeah, because it would. It, yeah, it would memorize what was coming up. That's yeah, yeah. how that skip protection put, worked. It was right? RAM. They put RAM in them, and so so how it did buffered. it know if the thing's moving around? Why no, is no, it li- buffered? So what happens is it's essentially recording the CD into like a into a memory buffer that's 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 memory like your RAM in your computer. So that it's like, and it's buffered for like a minute. So you could sit there and shake it for a fucking minute Doesn't before matter. it runs through the whole buffer. Wow. Which you, which I don't think you would Because it's not physically playing from the seat, like a like a piece of vinyl plays. It's basically needle. like it's scanning reading. the data. Yeah, and yeah. exactly. Yeah. Interesting. I never it's knew that. It's recording it into, like, into a buffered memory. I don't know how else. To My do. mind is fucking blown over yeah. there. Guys. I know. I'm Mine serious. Is hey, watch out. I'll geek out. Like, oh, man. <laughs> really? So me and Brad are going to start a different podcast now. It's like, okay, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to... It's like if you took your record player and recorded it onto a tape player that, you know... And then took the needle and off. And then we're listening to the actual tape deck so that if you took the needle off the record, it wouldn't matter because it was already in the tape. But deck. it's all happening in real time. Yeah. Huh. Um, what was it like working with Vanessa and Carrie Pilby? <laughs> yeah. What was that experience like? Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's, it's I, genuinely. Yeah, I, genuinely. I mean, she was she before I ever met her. She's one of my f- favorite favorite performers on SNL. And so, literally, when I found out she was in it, I was like, "Oh shit, I get to work with Vanessa Bear!" Like that's what I was telling everyone. I get to work with Vanessa Bear. It's fucking so excited, man. She's great, and Belle's so cool too. Oh man, Bell's Bell's there a couple times. Yeah, Bell's amazing, man. Yeah. Like I, 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 you know, I don't, I had only seen Belle in Diary of a Teenage Girl, right? That's 
the title? Yes. Yes. I yes. think so. It sounds. Like I think a title so. If it's not, <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't seen her in anything, but I knew she was a well-known actress. Right. Well, and she was. She was. She was phenomenal in because and Kristen Wiig was also in oh, really? that movie. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um and um and so um I, yeah like they like they both floored me actually i tried to make your sister laugh all the time during this movie because i felt like if i could get vanessa to laugh then i was doing some funny <laughs> shit because i'm sure all the time you know like live snl keenan like and bobby everybody's like trying to make people she laugh never right breaks no but i did get her i did get her to laugh once really yeah yeah i did that take isn't in the movie but yeah you whipped out nice. a disc man yeah oh, i would have got a disc yeah, i did i did i buffered it <laughs> It's 30 seconds. That's impressive. Pre-buff. Yeah, it was. It was. I was very pleased with myself that night. <laughs> Next morning, it was all downhill. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. What, what else do you have sort of coming up? Obviously, you're shooting You're the Worst starting soon. Is that sort of your focus for kind of the rest of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long does um, that take? Uh, it takes us around three and a half months, okay. almost four months. Shoot 13 apps. It's nice. So you're in... Are you going back and forth? Or are you mostly just in LA? That I'll be time? there. I'll be there the entire time. But okay. but um, but the lovely wife and the and the and the and the cute little bambino are gonna come with for a few for for a couple of months in the oh, middle, nice. which will be really nice. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I just got done shooting um, on uh, Tamara Jenkins' new film, Private Life, with uh, Catherine Hahn and Paul Giamatti. Um, Molly Shannon's in it. Um, Kaylee Carter and uh it was really awesome. She she did uh, The Savages was a previous okay. film of hers and Slums of Beverly Hills which is one of like my favorite movies Love of all movie. time. So um uh Alan Alda um uh Marissa Tomei, do you know it, I'm thinking I'm go, I'm this go, is this is such a um is uh Fred Armisen's girlfriend uh, really famous actress isn't is she in that movie? Uh, I don't know who Fred Armisen's girlfriend is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, Natasha, uh, Natasha, Natasha Leon. Leon. Natasha yeah, Leon. she's the lead. Yeah. Okay, she's, she's, she's that's what she, I thought. She's okay. Dave That's Crum, like her first big Dave, Dave Crumholtz. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't John mean to like Corrigan, that way, but right? I was like, I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's great. So yeah, so like I, so like this project came up, and I was I was lucky enough to work on it. We had an excellent time with that. So I'm interested to see. You know what the what the final project is like. What the f- finished project of like? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Be, I can't speak. I'm. No, I uh, get it. It's it must be so interesting because I feel like I work on so many things where I'm so involved in every step. It must be interesting to kind of go in and like do it, and then this thing kind of comes out, and you know, like I have no idea what yeah. it's going to be like, but I know that I I I, I trust I I trust her incessantly did i use that word correctly yeah yeah you trust her over and over over and over yeah. again yeah <clears throat> i just right. i mean i she she it was she's just a phenomenal filmmaker so i was so i'm super excited for that and then i got i did i worked on a little bit of a greg garcia project that's going to be coming out in the fall um uh, and Michaela Watkins was in that episode with oh, me wow. um and she's fantastic so th- those are kind of like the things that are bookending. Um, you're the worst right now. And any more SVU appearances? <sighs> They'll have me. I mean, <laughs> gosh. It's, it's been years. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I could work my way up, though, and, like, not be a rapist, but, like, 
be 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 one of the dudes in the suit maybe yeah no i think it, there's this, people that look like me that defend people for sure yeah for sure <laughs> uh, you know um or maybe i could just be like the flat out bad guy i've never gotten to be like the flat out bad guy that sounds i like want to so be right? the flat out bad guy i mean that's yeah. what people say is the most fun really right i just feel like i couldn't like i feel like i would try to do it and people are like yeah no <laughs> like we're not intimidated by you. You could do oh, it with that no, mustache. I'm, I'm intimidated by you. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it the mustache? The mustache though? is gonna. Help. Oh no no no. <laughs> I think you could be on that. It's, it's that the mustache. denim Keds hat. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the yeah or the purple t-shirt. The framework shirt. Yeah yeah. Um, no uh yeah I I mean we'll we'll see. I also did just work on Bull um Michael Weatherly's show on and Freddie Rodriguez on CBS where I got to play a lawyer and i was very excited for that nice uh, yeah 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 so like i uh, i would i would like to come back over to some dick wolf action maybe in chicago though because i haven't done anything in chicago it'd be good to see go home and see some friends so maybe it'll be on like fire or pd or yeah law there's, or there's so many of those shows in chicago yeah <laughs> anesthetician or <laughs> mortuary <laughs> Blowjobber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Blow, Chicago Blowjobber. Yes. A, a Dick Wolf production. <laughs> Look for death on that coming up soon. All right. Thank you to Dez for coming by. Check out You're the Worst, season four, starting September, what did I say? September 6th, I believe, on FX. I now, get, I now get nervous for the fall because I'm like, oh man, the DVR is going to start filling up. Shows are happening. Not <laughs> pro, Steven. Not pro. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, yeah, there's a. There, it's almost like it's almost. You mean too, professional? <laughs> don't you? It's almost too much. Like, long. When someone when someone tells me like you got to check out this show, it just sounds to me like ho- I have more homework. Yes, that's yeah. how I feel. Like, that's I'm what like, I mean. Ugh, like how many hours is this? But the worst part is how that I usually yeah. really they're usually right. I do need to check them out. I've got a whole DVR full of preacher episodes. I just gotta. I, into. Dude, I watched the first one and I could not get first into season? it. First season? The first episode. Of second season. Of the first season. First season was garbage. Avoid it. Really? Avoid it. I went, then that first episode was like over an hour and I was garbage. like, dude, I love the comic, but this is so boring. Love the comic. It offended me. So the second season is good. Well, I've only watched the first episode and it is good. And apparently it's kind of like a, uh, uh, the first season kind of happened. We're just going to kind of go this way. Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. So we're, we're, we'll so see. So a little bit of a reset. Yeah. Like that. I do like that. We'll see if we can do it. But I just want to point out, I just want to, Jonah made a little joke about it, but I, th- I think it, it bears pointing out. Jonah gets every guest on this podcast, and he, you don't just, you don't annoy people. People genuinely like you and want to hang with you and come on and do this, and you get everybody. Everybody you ask for comes and hangs out. Oh, you don't know Mr. New York over here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this guy. Gen, gen, Steven, Steven sincere. <laughs> no, yeah, thank that's you. That's right. Steven did get us one. <clears throat> Steven oh, John Ronson. Steven did get John Ronson. And that's I, true. And I My did, life, really. And I, I did annoy John Ronson a lot and was unsuccessful. <laughs> okay. Oh, so. I booked the Bouncing Souls once. Yes, Benny booked the Bouncing nice. Souls. Nice. And you, dude, you booked... Uh, yeah. Pinfield, you booked um, years ago when Alex, I was here all the time. Recently. Yeah, you've booked some good ones, man. No, but you get everybody, dude. Let's give Jonah a little round of applause. I think so. Right. I think Thank so. You. Jonah! Thanks, guys. Woo! Thank you. I appreciate it. Clevo. Half, that, <laughs> half that's for the mustache, which I have to say, now I just don't know you without it. So it's I know. Cool. I know. Me yeah, neither. You can't shave um, now. If you want to give us applause, donate. 
Uh, it's then, a form uh, of applause. Oh, that, sure. That, Speaking of which, I got to give a major shout out to Ren, Ren Volpe, I think it is. This guy's been giving us money every episode now. Ren. Yo, oh, Ren. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Ren. Oh, and we need to give a shout out to Ed from Beachland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who previously donated 69 cents. <laughs> he did. I don't know where has, that came has, from. Has, no, he did. He, he did. did. Yeah, he did. Well, he donated like also well, like four Well, yeah, and then he recently, because we talked about it, he upped his game and he donated $4.00. And twenty cents. Yeah. <laughs> so, so by by token, Thanks, you now owe us. If you're going to keep doing this numbers thing, Ed, you owe us three hundred and eleven dollars. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. You're going to do sixty nine cents and then four dollars and twenty. <laughs> Three hundred and eleven. Yes, but if you want to donate, there's there's no minimum. Or an all access pass to Ride Fest. I'll take you. To you it. can do it. Uh, you can donate sixty nine cents if you really. You can. If you do donate more than sixty nine cents, you get rip roaring applause. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so you can go to. Um, What's the name of that program? Venmo. Venmo. Yeah, I'm not going to know where this cuts off. Starts and cuts off while it's clapping. Uh, of course, do I know? <laughs> Shut up, white dudes. Not allowed to laugh at this, Brad. My wife's Jewish. <laughs> oh, their wife is always Jewish. <laughs> Says Ivanka go, go, over here. Go to <laughs> Wow. Oh Go to God. Venmo slash off track. Uh, donate. Brad's name will come up. I make a lot of jokes about that. Uh, you can also go on our website, and I think there's a PayPal thing. Yes. Um, or you can just tweet at us, leave us a nice review. Um, if you have a company and you want to advertise with us, that would be great. Please reach we out. We may or may not get back to you because we're really good at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week with another podcast. So. Uh, thanks again to Dez, and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.